Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, November 14, 2021. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, Sorry about that. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, hallowed be thy name. We give you all the praise and honor for today, for this opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. Lord, open our eyes and our hearts and put the words, let them be delible in our minds, that we may become doers of your word, not just proclaimers. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. Again, continue to thank and may God continue to bless him. Continue with our Walking with God series. The outline. Walking with God. Second week was Noah walked with God. Third week was Joseph walked with God. Fourth week, Jeremiah walked with God. And that is today. Next Sunday will be most in the early church walk with God. And the upper Sunday will be few walk with God when a major rump went apostate in the fourth century. And the seventh week will be few walk with God in the slavery era. And the eighth week will be few are walking with God in the 21st century discombobulated world. Praise the Lord. Today's topic, Jeremiah walked with God. The outline, God calls Jeremiah. Two, Jeremiah is persecuted by his own people. Three, Jeremiah is persecuted by the priestly class or religious class. Four, Jeremiah is persecuted by the political class, which includes the king of Israel, or Judah, sorry. Five, warnings about Judah's false prophets that are applicable to 21st century apostate churches. Six, a question for you and I. Are we heartbroken for the world? Seven, Jeremiah's testimony lives on. Number one, God calls Jeremiah. Jeremiah, a prophet of God, prophesied for more than 40 years, firstly in Judah, the southern kingdom, and then to the exiles who had fled to Egypt after the Babylonian conquest. He was persecuted, hated, despised, but he never relented in proclaiming God's words, often in tears of compassion, rebuke, chastisement, and hope. The common trade in Jeremiah is this, Repentance and surrender to God's will is the only way Judah could escape tragedy. That was applies to us today. Repentance and surrender to God's will is the only way we can inherit eternal life. There are three stages to Jeremiah's prophecies. Between the years 627 to 605 BC, he prophesied, when the Egyptians and Assyrians were threatening the kingdom of Judah. Between 605 to 586 BC, 
He prophesied in Jerusalem when the Babylonians threatened, besieged, and eventually captured Jerusalem and of course Judah. And between 586 to 580 BC, remember your countdown when it's before Christ, he was ministering in Judah and Egypt after Judah's downfall. Viewed from apostate Christianity's perspective, remember apostate Christianity are those who are falling from the faith, but are still claiming that they are Christians. Jeremiah never caught a break in his life, not once. His lonely life was one no one should emulate. That's what Apostle Christianity teaches by their acts and utterances. But viewed from God's perspective, from eternal life perspective, Jeremiah was a faithful servant who obeyed God, did God's will, and walked with God from start to finish. Praise the Lord. No wonder some of his prophecies are still being fulfilled in our time. First scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 12. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Verse 10. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms, to uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Praise the Lord for his word. If you have come to the cross and accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, and you have been walking obediently to his commands, you are a child of God. So I'm addressing you, child of God. God knows who you are, child of God. Just as he knew who Jeremiah would be. He knew even before you were conceived. According to verse 4. Say, before I fall and verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God has appointed you as part of the body of Christ to be a prophet to the nations. Child of God, don't ever think God didn't know who you are before you were formed in the womb. Just as you knew Jeremiah, so he knows you. He said today in verse 10, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms. 
to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. You have the authority of the believer to put out strongholds in your neighborhood. Yes. To destroy, to overthrow. But in concert with other believers joining hands with you because if it says where two or three are gathered in mind them and there they are missed. The problem things don't happen today is when two or three said are gathered, one man's mind is in the world, another one is of eternal life, another one is in between. That's why our prayers don't, don't get answered corporately. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask, in my name, the Father will give you. Praise the Lord. In case you say, oh, that was Jeremiah. No, the Lord Jesus Christ who said, I did not, you didn't choose me. I chose you. When you came to the cross, I chose you. And embraced you to myself. And appointed you so that you can bear fruit. So, child of God, you cannot stay and not be bearing fruit. And you say, you're a child of God. And he wants you to bear fruit that will last. And that can only happen when you give people the right food. The right diet. Not apostate Christianity teachings, but the teachings from the Word of God. And when you do that, say, whatever you ask in mind, then the Father will give you. Not asking for prosperity of the world, no. Asking to continue to be guided so you can do the will of God, so you can bring in many more souls into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. See, God has appointed His church as prophet to the nations. And you are part of the body of Christ. That's why you can, you can promote and do the things I'm talking about. The Lord chose you and appointed you. He wants you to bear fruit. Fruit that will last. I've already said so. Always remember something. There are two churches in the world today. One is the obedient church, which the Lord is the head. They go about the Lord's mission. The other one is the disobedient and apostate one who are now in opposition to God's church. So it is only to the obedient church where two or three are gathered in the Lord's name. Down in obedience. You can ask whatever because God will put what you are going to ask in your heart incidentally. And Father God will answer it. Praise the Lord. Only Christ church comprising obedient followers have the power to uproot and tear down, to destroy and to build. So if you don't belong to such obedient church, your prayers are nullity. By Christ church again we meet obedient church. Apostate denominations, church organizations, buildings calling themselves churches are not part of Christ's church. I would say that it is obedient apostate church. They are enemies of God. Item 2. Jeremiah persecuted by his own people. When you really serve God, you will be persecuted by faith from your own people. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 21 to 23. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the people of Anathoth who are threatening to kill you, saying, Do not prophesy in the name of the Lord, or you will die by our hands. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I will punish them. Their young men will die by the sword, their sons and daughters by famine. Not even a remnant will be left to them, because I will bring disaster on the people of Anathoth in the year of their punishment. Praise the Lord. If you are an unbeliever and you belong to apostate Christianity and you are persecuting people who have truly repented in your household, in your family, or in your town, or in your tribe, I plead with you today to repent. 
Because if you are pursuing a child of God, just like Jeremiah was being pursued, God's curse will come upon you. You don't want that to happen. Please, I plead with you. Persecutions must come. But families, please stop persecuting your children who have repented. Don't drive them into the old ways that have not paid anything, those dividends. When you do, God's curse is upon you. Because you cannot persecute a child of God and be free. Next item, please. Jeremiah is persecuted by the religious class. First from the, his family and their people, then is now the religious class. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 to 2. When the priest, Asher, son of Emer, the official in charge of the temple of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying, prophesying these things, he had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin, at the Lord's temple. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah is what? Beaten and put in prison in the Lord's temple. In the same temple of which God has commanded him to give them the word. Rather than hear his word, they persecute him. Let's go to please. Jeremiah chapter 26, verses 4 to 9. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh and this city a curse among all the nations of the earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests, the prophets, and all the people seized him and said, You must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this house will be like Shiloh, and this city will be desolate and deserted? And all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord for his word. Look at it, the priests, who are supposed to be pronouncing God's oracles. The prophets too. And all the people see Jeremiah for speaking what God has told him to say. The scriptures are self-explanatory. Let's go to the next item. Jeremiah is persecuted by the political class. And in this case, that's the king and his so-called, uh, what do you call it, the noble men and women. Noble. That's a sad statement. Next scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 6. Shephatiah, son of Matan. Gedaliah son of Pasha, Jehokal son of Shelemiah, and Pasha son of Malkijah heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says, Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, or plague, but whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives, they will live. And this is what the Lord says, this city will certainly be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern of Malkijah, the king's son, 
which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud. And Jeremiah sank down into the mud. Praise the Lord. How sad. Imagine that picture. God has sent you to go and proclaim a message. And you are proclaiming what God asked you to tell the people so they can repent. Rather than repent, what do they do? They grab you, throw you down into a pit, into the mud. Please picture that Read that passage again when you are in your own. And let that picture flash in your mind. A servant of God is doing God's will. But he's being persecuted by first his people, the religious class, and of course the political class. The same thing is happening today. The politics and the religious, those your churches who align with the politicians and all that, that is the same. They will kill you if you ever speak the truth in your church. Next item. Warnings about Judah's false prophets are applicable to 21st century apostate church. Scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 25 to 27. I have heard what the prophets say who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream. I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their own minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name, just as their ancestors forgot my name through Baal worship. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 30 to 32. Therefore, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words supposedly from me. Yes, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who wag their own tongues and yet declare, the Lord declares. Indeed, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. They tell them and lead my people astray with their reckless lies. Yet I did not send or appoint them. They do not benefit these people in the least, declares the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to take you to your churches where they're always proclaiming miracles, signs and wonders. And word of knowledge that is not from God, but from the pits of hell or from their own imaginations. Because if they do make that kind of prophetic utterance, then it must come to pass, no explanations. But their God did not send them. So those things that happened in the time of Jeremiah and Judah, apostate Judah is happening today in the 21st century world. Where it's not happening inside the world, but inside the churches that claim to be Christian, but truly they are enemies of Christ, the enemies of God. Those judgments that God has pronounced here will befall them except they repent. Please note, it is very important. He says it, many shepherds will ruin my vineyard and trample down my field. They will turn my pleasant field. Next scripture, come on. Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. Yes. Many shepherds will ruin my vineyard and trample down my field. They will turn my pleasant field into a desolate wasteland. It will make the wasteland parched and desolate before me. The whole land will be laid waste because there is no one who cares. Praise the Lord. Our pastors and Jews in apostate churches and the false denominations are laying the world west for the Antichrist to come and take over. And now we bring judgment of God upon the world. Please ask the word of God. 
These things they tell you your so-called churches are not from God. If they did, they will be telling you to repent, to abandon the things in the world, and to face the Lord who saved you and I on the cross of Calvary. They are ruining and trampling on God's church, but God's church is already the obedient church and is separate. It's those who now believe and worship God in spirit and truth. Number six, I wish I had a lot of time I would have espoused on this. Number six, are you heartbroken for the world? Please pay attention to these scriptures because I won't go too much into them. Please read. Jeremiah chapter 16 verses 1 to 12. Then the word of the Lord came to me, verse 2. You must not marry and have sons or daughters in this place. For this is what the Lord says about the sons and daughters born in this land and about the women who are their mothers and the men who are their fathers. They will die of deadly diseases. They will not be mourned or buried, but will be like dung lying on the ground. They will perish by sword and famine and their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. Verse 5. For this is what the Lord says, Do not enter a house where there is a funeral meal. Do not go to mourn or show sympathy, because I have withdrawn my, my blessing, my love and my pity from these people, declares the Lord. Both high and low will die in this land. They will not be buried or mourned, and no one will cut themselves or shave their head for the dead. No one will offer food to comfort those who mourn for the dead, not even for a father or a mother, nor will anyone give them a drink to console them. Verse 8. And do not enter a house where there is feasting, and sit down to eat and drink. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Before your eyes and in your days, I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness, and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in this place. When you tell these people all this, and they ask you, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? What wrong have we done? What sin have we committed against the Lord our God? Then say to them, It is because your ancestors forsook me, declares the Lord, and followed other gods and served and worshipped them. They forsook me and did not keep my law. Verse 12, But you have behaved more wickedly than your ancestors. See how all of you are following the stubbornness of your evil hearts instead of obeying me. Praise the Lord. I encourage you to read these uh, verses we brought out today. But I want to take verse 5. For this is what the Lord says. Do not enter a house where there is funeral meal. Do not mourn or show sympathy because I have withdrawn my blessing, my love and my pity for these people. So Jeremiah will not go into a, a house of mourning. Neither will he enter a house where there is feasting. Verse 8, and do not enter a house where there is feasting and sit down to eat and drink. Jeremiah is not going to marry. Because what's the point? The Lord is about to destroy Judah. So, please say, don't bother. It will distract you. And don't make a doctrine. I'm simply stating what's going on here. Verse 9b, say, before your eyes and your days, that's in the time of Jeremiah, not sometime hence. I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in this place. Let me say this. Whether it is in my time or your time, if you are younger than me, 
or the time of your children or your grandchildren, these words will come to pass. So it is better for you to prepare your family now so that when you do pass on, if the Lord tarries, they will also teach their children that a day is coming when God will bring her into the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the world. It is coming. There is no point running. It is going to happen when it is in my time or in the time after my time. It doesn't matter. It will surely happen. So begin to proclaim that message to your families if you love your children so that they are not taken on our ways. Verse 12. But you have behaved more wickedly than your ancestors. See how all of you are following the stubbornness of evil hearts instead of obeying me. That's what the Lord told the prophets of Judah. That's what he told the leaders of Judah. I wonder what he's telling the people today who are leading apostate Christianity. He's telling them they are so wicked. They are so stubborn. Their hearts are so evil because they are leading so many. So many into eternal death. How do you think God is looking at you? You who can you to lift up mammon every Sunday. Bring tithes and offerings. Blessings. Offering time is blessing time. When you bring it, God will bless you. God is against you. Let me repeat. God is against you if you do not repent. You will see his hand fall upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah was all alone. He was not allowed to marry. His family abandoned him. He was being pursued and hated by everybody. He had nobody, but he knew he had God. Though he was alone, he was not alone because God is with him. He alone lived with the knowledge of the horrors coming for Judah. That's why people called him the weeping prophet. When he was making the prophecies, he was not making it with happiness or gladness or joy. No, he was constrained because he had to speak to the people. He was crying in his heart. He mourned for the people. Even when they went to intercede, he was with them, still telling them, change. They will not hear him. They ridiculed him. If you really want to serve God, and you cannot be like a Jeremiah, I don't mean don't marry. I'm talking of in terms of having a heart for the world. Having a heart that cries out, that gives a message, not caring. Imagine it's okay. You are going to a shop, you buy from somebody selling something to you. And deep down, you know that child of God, that person is going to hell. What do you do? You smile and pat each other and then ask for a discount and you walk away. You're a teacher, you're teaching children in your class. You know that many of them will end up in hell if they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. You pretend all is well and you laugh and they take presents from them and enjoy themselves. I can go on and on and on and on. If you can imagine the horrors that will fall on this world, you cannot keep quiet. What a burden Jeremiah had. What sorrow that no one believed him. If you are an unbeliever hearing my voice today, please repent to them and accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Don't believe anyone who tells you there's another way. There is no other way. There is no, I said there is no other way. It is either Christ or eternal damnation. There is no middle ground. No, there's no middle ground. You can't struggle. You are done. If you do not accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you are dead. If you're a believer, my question now is, are you a believer in words and deeds or one who is in words only? 
If you are the former, meaning you have believed and you are acting and walking as God is guiding your life, we thank God for your life and I pray God to continue to bless you and continue to enlarge your coast. And may you never fail. And may you never fall in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you are the latter, you say I'm a believer, I'm born again, I'm a Christian, and you really am a child of God, I'm this. But your actions belie what you proclaim. You are a hypocrite. In fact, you are an unbeliever. It was better you never repented. Because believers are known by their words and their deeds. And our deeds must be in obedience to the Lord of Lords. Because if you are not a believer by word only, but you are doing something different, people don't watch what you say, they watch what you do. You are telling them that you can be a hypocrite and be a Christian. Are you really a Christian? Don't you think you are really an enemy of the gospel? Make up your mind and turn so that you are not damned. Jeremiah's testimony lives on. Scripture, please. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. Praise the Lord. Daniel was reading the scriptures. That was not the revelation that God is giving him. He read the scriptures and he knew that prophet Jeremiah has said that this one will last for 70 years. God will not use what you don't have to minister to you. If Daniel had not read the scriptures, maybe the Lord would not have ministered to him. But he read the scriptures and understood that there will be a time for the end of this exile. And so he's now asking God, what will then happen to your people? And God begins to reveal to him because he found that Daniel was what? Obedient. But the point I'm making here is Jeremiah's testimony lives on. He forecast 70 years and the Babylonian captivity ended what? In 70 years. A practical prophet, his words or her words must come to pass. Let's read up, please. Matthew chapter 2, verses 17 to 18. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Praise the Lord. If you read Jeremiah 31, verse 15, that's where you're going to find this. Jeremiah knew that the slaughter was going to take place in far future. In fact, when you read Jeremiah complete, you realize he forecasts us about the end times. Even about who is a Babylon and the horror of Babylon. But you have to go through so many things. But that's a matter for another day. The true test of a prophet of God is the fulfillment of her prophecies. He forecasts 70 years Babylon and exile. He forecasts the slaughter of children by Herod and so many other prophecies of Jeremiah. Because he walked with God, God was speaking through him to the people. He was not inventing anything by himself. When you walk with God, God will speak to you. And God will guide your sermons. God will guide your teaching. God will guide your work. God will guide you as about the mission of God witnessing the gospel of Christ. And prophecies of Jeremiah continue to be fulfilled. Why? Because he was so closely with God. He was heartbroken for the people of Judah. He wept even as he warned Judah to desist from sin and return to God. Let's scripture, please. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Praise the Lord. If you read the 
verses before you know the context. But in this case, our Lord and Savior's question should give you an eye pause if you're a child of God. Because the implication is few believers will be standing and contending for the faith that is coming. How many do you think are contending for the faith today? He saw that many of his children will be in sleepy stupor. Remember the parable of the ten virgins? While others will be in embrace with the world, as Apostle Christianity has gone full scale with the world. Are you heartbroken for the world? Knowing what is about to befall it. So many souls headed for the lake of fire. Are you heartbroken? Because if you are not heartbroken, there's a problem. Because you have the knowledge of what's going to befall the world. Are you going to keep quiet, child of God? If you and I are not heartbroken, knowing what is going to ravage this world, this is the time to be, if you are truly a child of God. We have to pray to God to give us hearts burdened for the world if we don't have such hearts now. Because only with such hearts can you and I make a difference in our world. Because this world is destined for what? Destruction. In your quest for answers, many of you have been running from one denomination to another. From one church organization to another. From one building called church, you know, one building called church to another building called church. Yet you are still hollow. Something is missing. Deep down, you are not satisfied. Let me say it to you. God is looking for you. He wants your attention. That's why you have the disquiet. That's why you'll be running from pillar to post and you're not satisfied. But because you have left the first things first, your love of God. You have to show God that you love him. How do you do that? Go back to the basics. Go to God in prayers. Alone. Study the scriptures. Alone. Ask God to guide and direct your path. Alone. Don't ask any human being. If you need further answers, he will provide the resources and the human beings who will guide you. They will not come to you, we go to them because he leads you to them. Praise the Lord. He may lead you to places you never wanted to go. But that is where his perfect will is for you. So stop dreaming about the big castles or the poor mud huts. No. Whatever is God's perfect will for you, you must surrender that and say, I want to be like Jeremiah. I want you to use me to tell my generation the truth. I will bear the consequences of that. The important thing is, so long as I'm in obedience to your will. Will you obey? Will you obey knowing that your ministry is going to be like that of Jeremiah? This is the time of the Jeremiah. This is not the time again for any like matters. No. This is not the time of people wearing the crown. This is the time of crying in your closet. Of having a burden for the world. Of having a burden for your people. Of having a burden knowing that the judgment of God is upon the world. There is no going back. There is no going back. It can happen any moment because everything is in place for the coming of the Antichrist. So I don't know what we are talking about again. That's why I'm shouting here now. That's my own testimony so that in case it happens today, I'm free of the blood of everybody who has been watching this broadcast. Stop whatever you are doing and follow God. 
You do your work in office or in a, you have your training. It doesn't matter. But your first love should be to God. Minister the gospel of Christ, but first learn it from his feet in your closet with him. That is the challenge for you and I. And as you do, give glory to the name of God. Which today is our song. We're going to give glory to the name of God. Where my Savior died. Down here for cleansing from sin I cried. That's where we all went to. There my heart was the blood applied. So glory to his name at all times. In all places. Glory to only God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. My wicked and evil heart was changed. Glory to his name. There your whole heart was changed if you're a child of God. I'm so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. That's why I can speak to you the way I speak to you. There are the cross where he took me in. Glory to his name. And if you're a non-believer, today is the time to go to the cross. So he will also take you in and be able to glorify his name. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. Dear to my heart and to your heart, if you're a child of God, was the blood applied. Glory to his name. And if you're not a believer, go so that the blood can be applied so you can repent and turn to Christ. Oh, precious fountain that says from sin. I'm so glad I've entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. There he saves me and keeps you clean. Glory to his name. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. I invite those who have not known you to come to this fountain, so rich and sweet. Cast your soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. And holding him. Glory to his name. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our Father and our God. We thank you for your message. We thank you for the grace you have provided. For me who are listening, Lord, and who will listen, Lord. Father, help them. Open their eyes. To see how it will all end. Help them to apprehend so they can have a heart broken. A heart that yearns. A heart that cries for your grace and mercy. A heart that will cause many to repent. A heart that will be about your mission, which is to bring so many to the kingdom. For as many as will obey your voice, as many as will obey the, and go through in this message, as many as we go to their closets to begin to pray and study your word, Father, visit them and minister power and life into them so they'll never be the same again. So no matter what the enemy or the world will try them, just like Jeremiah, they will never relent but continue to press on for the prize of the port call of God in Christ Jesus.
I give you all the praise and honor, my Father, my God, for all these years. It's by your grace. It's by your grace and by your grace alone. Glory to your name, O oh God. Thank you, Father God. Bless all who hear this message. May your words abide in them and may they be fruitful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll see you people next Sunday by God's grace. Please read your Bibles. There is no other way to show God that you really love Him. And when you read, you obey.